And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. This is episode 31. My guest is Mikkel Farrar. I've met Mikkel in a little app called TikTok. He was talking about how success is defined by each individual and it's whatever you want, which was basically the definition of my show. So I was really excited to have him. He was born in Kansas City, raised in Maryland. He's the son of a college professor and a lawyer. He's had a few different jobs along the way. He has a rap album a book and a few TikTok followers. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the exciting things he, he has done. Mikkel, welcome to the show. What's up? I'm so excited to be here, man. I can't believe it. I've been watching you for a while now. I think we talked on the phone a couple of days ago about how I've been on TikTok for about six months. And I think you were probably one of the first people that I followed and just you know, talking about FedEx and talking about a couple different things, car videos, and you throw on that wig every once in a while. And it's, it's just, there's so many different avenues. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had the wig on uh, tonight actually. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I made a TikTok right before I came on with you. <laughs> so that's awesome. It's well, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, uh, I, to me, I'm kind of a boring guy, but a lot of people find me interesting. So, uh, I try to give them what they want, but yeah, I was born in the Midwest, but didn't stay out there too long. Shortly after we moved around from place to place, I actually made a five-year stop in Saudi Arabia. I lived in Saudi Arabia for five years. Oh, um, smokes. Not yeah, I know. I know. Right. I mean, we, I, I was riding on camels and doing the whole nine. My my parents weren't in the military or anything, but my dad had a job with the Department of Transportation and he got a job helping design the railroad system out there and, uh, you know, took me with him. So, but after that, yeah, I came back and we, I was raised in uh, Flower Hill, Maryland, which pretty much shaped who I am, met, you know, really good friends and uh, that I'm still friends with today. But yeah, yeah, and, and you know, here, here I am. So, did you do? Did you play any sports or anything in high school or anything like that? What kind of led to this? It's kind of. I feel like you're kind of a little bit of an actor. Did you have drama class? What What was your, kind of your avenue when you were in school? You know, I I wanted to see when I was young. If you wanted to be an actor, you were just a dork. That was just a no no. If you wanted to get girls or be cool or popular or sit at the cool lunch table with the cool kids, so. Any kind of glee class or acting class was a no-no. So I, I was a jock. I mean, I I was on the varsity basketball team uh, for three years. I started. I was pretty decent, but I was kind of a role player. I uh, there was plenty of superstars on my team that did all the scoring. I was just out there to play defense, rebound. Um, but I was able to get a scholarship to college, even though I wasn't that good at basketball. But you know, something did come out of it. But yeah, I was, you know, you know, letter jacket, you know, that was me basketball. I, I just was obsessed with being the best athlete. I went to school one day in high school wearing a full leotard. I mean, just, you know, twigs and berries, you know, imprint showing just everything. <laughs> and, and I just called out everybody. I was like, I'm the fastest guy in the school and I'll challenge anybody right now on the track at lunchtime, whoever wants to race. And I, I was ready and I, I didn't lose, but not too many people came out to race me. But uh, I didn't lose. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of your family dynamic and things like that when you're growing up. Your your dad was a lawyer and your mom was a, a college professor, correct? Yeah, she 
wasn't always a professor. Around the time when I was young, she was an English teacher in high school. She was actually the English teacher at the high school I was going to, which was very awkward for me and a little uncomfortable at times. But she actually got a few more degrees later in life and went on from teaching high school English to teaching English on the college level. And I think she still does online just whenever she feels like it, really. But yeah, there was no, you can kind of tell by the way I speak, there wasn't a lot of slang allowed in the house growing up. <laughs> my dad was very proper and so was my mother. So I wasn't allowed to, you know, mispronounce words or, you know, come in the house like, yo, 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 ma, all this and that. So <laughs> they were just, they were very professional. So of course, because you know, that kind of got on my nerves. I wanted to do the opposite. And that's why I started rapping. I figured what would piss off my parents the most, who are just super professional, just like the Huxtables on TV, what would piss them off the most? Okay, I'm going to be a gangster rapper. That's what I'm going to do. So uh, <laughs> I started rapping with a friend of mine. And we had silly names at the time. Uh, my name was Pooh Bear. That was my rap name. Real, real hard, right? And uh and my, and my friend's name was Too Smooth, and we used to just make mixtapes. I don't know if you know how mixtapes were made in the 90s, but we would take <laughs> two boom boxes. If we play the beat on one boom box and put it across from the other one with the blank tape and hit record, and you have a mic plugged in, and you just put your face in the middle, and it just ridiculous. Uh, Holy but, smokes. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I should, I should have just been studying and trying to follow in, in my parents' footsteps, but... You know, I wanted to be a little rebel, so, you know, what are you going to do? So you went to college to play basketball. You didn't quite finish, right? So what happened from there? Is that where you – I know you have a rap album. So is this where that kind of came in? Did you start – did you create that rap album kind of in college, or where did that happen? Well, the album – my album didn't really get finished until around 2005. Just in my head, I was putting it together for – many years for probably 10 years just i had little different songs little different verses i had one of those composition rhyme books that all the rappers have you know where they write all their rhymes in and i'll say yeah one day i'll do do something with that you know you know but i always had it but it wasn't until 05 06 that i actually was like you know what let me i need to record this you know so and i i finally got it done and put, and put it out and i'm really proud of it you know, it's really nice to have just a notch on my belt that's something different, something unexpected that people just meeting me or wouldn't think that I would have done. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's kind of vulgar stuff. I mean, my, it's stuff, some stuff I don't want my daughter to hear just yet because she's only 12. My wife just kind of rolls her eyes when she hears it too. She's like, oh, well, yeah, that's back in your back in your pimping days. Huh? Like, you know, so it's just, it's kind of funny, but uh <laughs> Yeah, but what See, happened with college? Yeah, I did, I did get a full ride to college. You you mentioned that. I didn't mean to gloss over it. So I got a scholarship to college, but I got kicked out of college. Uh, I only went for a year. I got kicked out because I got in some legal trouble. So I thought it was a good idea at the time to use checks like a credit card. So I didn't know anything. I was like 18. It's my first bank account. I'm a freshman in college. You know how broke you are. You're like calling at home, like begging your pants for money to buy pizza and stuff like that. So I had a checking account and what I would do, let's say I wanted something that costs a hundred bucks and I had $20 in my checking account. I would just write the check and be like, oh, I'll just put the money back in there later or whatever, you know, like, so I was <laughs> kind of, turns out like you're not allowed to do that. So, uh, um, no <laughs> yeah, 
I got, yeah, I got to, I was, I was doing that a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I got in trouble and the Dean didn't like it. And I, um, I had to come back home and start working to pay back all the money or whatever. And I just never stopped working. And I was able to, even though I didn't have a college degree, I was able to work my way up by just hard work and determination. Just at every company I've, I've worked for, I was able to kind of move up and, become successful even without the degree it's funny when you were talking about the check thing i don't know if you ever watched perfect strangers growing up but i didn't i remember when balky he's this he's a foreign guy he he got some checks for the first time and he didn't realize that you couldn't that you couldn't do that either just because you had a check doesn't mean you had the money <laughs> so you're saying i'm balky right now <laughs> no i'm just saying that's what that, oh my that's the first thing that yeah, come you know, to my mind because i remember he's like i have checks <laughs> I don't know if you remember yeah, that or that's, not, but that's, that's I I love that show. I love that show. I yeah. love how annoyed Cousin Larry would be with his antics. I mean, it was fantastic. There's standing tall, like those are. Oh yeah, you know those theme songs are just so good. You, you know, we don't have stuff like that anymore. But oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was me. I was just like, oh checks, I can buy anything I want. I I went to the mall. I think like I bought a three hundred dollar leather jacket, knowing I had like. 50 bucks in my account i'm like oh I'll just next time i get money i'll just put it in there it's fine whatever it's just <laughs> you know even the cops that arrested oh. me were like what are you what are you thinking about you know they're like you know <laughs> uh, you know seemed like a good idea at the time uh, you live and you learn so <laughs> right uh, yeah i i don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind but it was just kind of funny i just remember him writing a check for the couch and he didn't have the money for it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I want to talk about TikTok a little bit, but I want to talk about this because you wrote a book and um, I need to look at this book. But can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I was I didn't realize that you actually wrote a book. What's what's going on there? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm so glad you asked about the book. I have always loved writing. I was inspired by my mother. She would always write down her dreams. So she kept a notepad by her bed. And as soon as she woke up, you know how when you, when you wake up, you forget your dreams really quick. But my mom would wake up and immediately try to write it down while she could still remember. And she would have these amazing stories. And she would kind of use that as like my bedtime stories. And she was like, oh, I got a good one for you tonight. And they were just so crazy and imaginative. And I, I always thought like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to write down my dreams or I'm going to get that out to people somehow. So I had in the back of my mind, I wanted to write a book my whole life and I finally got it done when I was 40 years old. It took that long. But one of the reasons I stopped procrastinating and finally did it was because I wanted to leave. I was thinking about my funeral and my eulogy. I know that sounds very morbid, but hear me out. So I didn't want the person giving my eulogy to say, yeah, Mikhail was great. He was a husband and a father, a good friend. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So uh, drinks are in the next room. Like I wanted them to be able to say something about my legacy. Like I wanted to leave something other people can share and have forever, even when I'm gone. And I figured a book was a good way to do that. So now they can say, hey, you know, if you want to get a peek inside his imagination, you know, here's his book. I'm so proud to have published author in my kind of, I don't know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, repertoire? Quiver? I, I don't know. But yeah, repertoire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just glad that's one of the things I accomplished. It really just feels good. Uh, it's just one of those bucket list things that I've checked off that, okay, I got that done. You know, I don't feel like so much of a loser. You know, I, I've, I've done something. I've accomplished something that a lot of people haven't before. And again, going back to the never finishing college, I needed to accomplish other things just to validate myself, just to give myself self-worth. Because like, I was like, okay, I don't have a degree. All these other people have degrees, but okay, maybe they didn't write a book. So maybe they don't have an album. I wanted to have other creative avenues to set myself apart from other people that just did everything right that their parents told them to do and went to college and did all this. So that's, that's why I did it. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because well, the video that made me really want to have you on here and really want to talk about this whole thing was the fact that you were talking about success. And, and when you said what you said, it was just like the definition of the show. I was like, I, I have got to have him on here. I've been watching you for a while. I'm always, every time you have a video on, I always laugh a little bit or it's always, there's a little bit of, hey, this is how I would handle this, or, you know, you just need to be a good person. There's, And then there's the videos of you cooking and videos of you with the wig on, which is, <laughs> you know, you just, you have so many different varieties of things. But what I really genuinely see is that you really care about people and that you're really willing to just put yourself out there and talk about that. Uh, that's, that's kind of exciting. What drives you to do those videos? What kind of got you into TikTok? Well... I wasn't supposed to be on TikTok. I I have a daughter, Victoria. She's fantastic. I love her to death. And she was always on that app. She was always on, I think back then it was called Musical.ly. And, you know, I think they got bought out or something happened. But I, she was always on it ever since we got her, uh, her first, first cell phone. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of child predators out here. There's a lot of people, you know, trying to prey on children. I need to protect my child. Let me download this app and just not create a, you know, flashy profile. I won't even put a picture up. I just want to follow my daughter, make sure she's not doing anything inappropriate or ratchet or make sure, you know, the wrong type of strangers aren't talking to her and all this and that. So I started off just doing that. And then I just got hooked on it. And I just was scroll through it and lose time and go, wow, this is, I see why she's on it so much. And now I'm on it more than her. And it's, it's just funny how that happened, but it started off pretty innocent, just little stories about my job or little things that would happen to me. I had no idea that that many people would be interested in <laughs> the stuff I do, but I found that when I would work really hard and try to get the production value up and, think really hard and write stuff down and that people wouldn't really care about that. They just wanted to see real raw, just, you know, my personality, just telling the truth. And they, they wanted more of that. So, and it's just kind of, they appreciate what happens organically, you know, things that really happen right. and things they can relate to. Uh, you know, if I post a video and somebody in the comments goes, yeah, that happened to me or, Oh, I know all about that. Like, oh, we're all living the same life. Oh, that's the same in my household. And you get a lot of engagement in the comments. I was so happy about that. I said, oh, I need to do more stuff like this. So you'll see in a lot of my videos, I'll post something controversial that I know for a fact is going to get people talking and kind of healthily arguing with each other in the comments. And I just sit back and go, yep, I did it. That's, that's, 
that's what you want to do. So yeah, and it's authentic. That's what I like about it. It's authentic. You can tell, you know, where your heart is really. I mean, even like you said, when you post the stuff that's controversial a little bit, you just can you can tell where you're at, what you're trying to do, and and how you're trying to reach people. You know, I've I've seen a couple stories where you you know, I'm trying to think. There, what are some you you rescued a turtle once, right? You've <laughs> You've, uh, what else have you done? Like pack, like the FedEx stuff, when you talk about like putting packages and hiding them from people and then people accuse, accusing you of stuff like, Hey, where were you yesterday? There's, there's just funny stories that totally are true and we know they are, but you only see it oh, because yeah. that's what oh, yeah. you do. Right, right, right. And I'm real careful not to put anybody's address or real, I try not to use real people. And I just kind of recreate it like a dramatization or, you know, reenactment or something like that. But yeah, all that stuff happens to me. It, it, it's really me. Like all the good deeds I do on camera, that's just who I am. It just happens that I work for FedEx. So FedEx has been able to kind of capitalize on just who I am as a person right? Um, with, all, with all the free press I've been giving them. Because when I do a good deed, because I'm usually in my FedEx uniform because I'm there so much. The turtle thing, you wouldn't believe how much slack I caught from saving this turtle. I mean, I thought I was doing a great thing. I would just be like the nation's hero, right? I saved this turtle from right. being ran over in the street. I, I took him to a lake and, and he ran off, you know, into a, off into the sunset. He looked happy. And people were like, you carried him wrong. Or what if oh. he was going somewhere and you interrupted him? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? But, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm new to kind of new to all this stuff, so the social media and I, it took me a, a few oh, it took me a while to realize that you can't please everyone and that even if you have thousands of people appreciating what you do you're gonna have like a group of people that i go you didn't do it right and and that's okay you know a wise person told me that if you have a bunch of haters you're doing something right because more than likely they're projecting or they're jealous um or something like that so when you think about it that way i mean it's you know it's still hard to deal with, but I completely agree with that. You know, I, I had that same kind of thing. I had a comment on my one of my TikToks this week, and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I was just like, you know what? Any attention is attention, right? Whether it's negative or positive. On the same token, they have something really going on in their life that they feel the need to tear someone down for doing something positive. It is it is tough to deal with, but still, I, I'm trying to work on myself not giving that weight to people to allow them to get what they want by manipulating the way that I feel because they're not willing to do it. Hey, you hit the nail on the head with that. You can kind of see the progression of my maturity. If you just go to my earlier videos, I would respond to every single comment. I mean, because I, I like to me, I'm just a regular guy. I'm not famous. So like if you were on like, I don't know, Will Smith's page or something like that, somebody who's mega famous or Brad Pitt, whatever, and you comment under there, you're really commenting for the other people to talk to you. You're not expecting Will Smith to, you know, reply to your comment. And right. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that. So I didn't realize that people were looking up to me like, oh, you're the creator of the video. Like you actually responded to me. Like, so when people used to disagree with me, I would say, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. What do you mean? But, and then I was, I just was like, man, you know what? I took a step back. I was like, wait, what? I don't, I don't need to respond to everything, especially the negative ones. I just leave it alone. So recently I just, you know, just kind of take a step back and 
if I see something really kind, I'll I'll thank somebody or engage with somebody. But the negative people, I'll just block them or just you know ignore it because um, it's all just video views to me. I mean, if somebody tag somebody else on one of my videos and says, Hey, look at this jerk. He's an idiot. It's still a share and, a, and another like for me. Right. So even if they're, even if they're talking about me bad. Yeah. And that's a thing. It's, it's like, it's still got the view. It's still got the like, it's still got someone else to watch it because they shared it and they really don't understand that they're, they're helping the cause. So whatever. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> couple things that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, your, your FedEx job, you recently did kind of like a fundraiser for your boss, which was really cool. This is part of the whole deal that I see that just, you know, inspires me to see that you're just kind of just this good person. I just love the kind of vibe that you give off. You did a fundraiser for your boss who is, he seems like he's a little bit like you cause he wouldn't even take the money to go on vacation. Right? Oh man, <laughs> this guy, he's so, he's so exhausting in, in the best kind of way. He, he's just fantastic. He has done so much for me. He's the best boss I've ever had. I mean, and I've had, I've probably had 15 jobs. And, but this guy is just different. He's special. He cares. He's really fair. And he really cares about you as a human being, about your family, about how you're doing, how he can help you. He works harder than all the employees when he doesn't have to. But yeah, I wanted to do something nice for him, but he just doing something nice for him is doing stuff for other people because he, we're so similar. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I mean, it raised, gosh, I think $1,400 or something in just four days. And I, he told me to cut it off. He was like, oh, that's stop it. This, this is too much. This is embarrassing. I don't want all this attention on me. You got to stop it. This is too much. So that, that's why I kind of abruptly cut it off. Yeah. You should have seen it. I was crying. Uh, people in there were crying when he was giving out those laptops because it just came out of nowhere. His generosity is just, it, it was, it's really, it was really inspiring. I mean, just seeing people just, you know, thank him and hug him. And so it was great. And I was just glad I was able to just facilitate it and just watch it. But yeah, I think going forward, we, me and him might have a competition about who can do the best good deeds. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, if I had more money, Wes, I would do so many things. There's so many things I want to do. Yeah uh for people but i just don't have the the money and yeah i could probably raise it and do another fundraiser but i don't want to just annoy people with doing fundraisers all the time it's really great i mean i i have to be creative right wes i mean i'm not a girl who can just you know jiggle my boobies around on TikTok and get millions of views so i have to work harder like i have to be creative i have to be funny i have to be you know, innovative. So my thing is, you know what, I'm just going to kill people with kindness. I'm just going to, yeah, because people eat that, eat that stuff up. I mean, there's so much bad press that FedEx drivers get. And, you know, I'm glad that I was able to show that, Hey, like not all FedEx drivers are jerks. You know, we're just regular people, just like you, we're hardworking people. And, uh, you know, there, we have big hearts. Some of us care about our community. A lot of us care about our community and the people in it and what we do. Um, and I'm just trying to film a little bit of that um, just to show people that, you know, there's still some good out there in the world. So let's talk about the big one. Okay. <laughs> now, man, I don't know how long ago this was. It was a couple months ago, right? I was watching a video and you were talking about how a kid came up to you and asked you if you could mail something for him. And 
just knowing who you are when i saw this story i just was i was not like it wasn't it didn't surprise me that you were like hey this is what i need to do you know like i'm not this kid wants wants you to mail this the skateboard to tony hawk that he's totally used and shredded on and and it's like well worn out but he wants tony hawk to have this thing and so yeah I, you just oh, took it how did yeah. that tell me tell me about this story tell everyone about this story all right well i was just doing my delivery route i've had the same route for three years and i believe it was back in may that it happened but i was just minding my business driving down this neighborhood street and i look in my rear view mirror and i see this little boy chasing down the truck and my immediate thought was oh crap i i messed up i ran over his skateboard I clipped a mailbox. I ran over somebody's pet. I did something wrong. Who, who chases down a FedEx truck like that? So I stop. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hey, you know, do you know who Tony Hawk is? I'm like, of course I know who Tony Hawk is. And he's like, <laughs> well, can you mail him something? Can you mail something to him for me? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking that he's going to, he's like, I'll be right back. And he runs in the house. And I'm thinking he's going to go get a package, like a regular package. And I'm, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, no way this kid has Tony Hawk's address. But, but whatever. He comes back with a beat-up skateboard. Like, yeah, um, this skateboard is really beat up. It's really used and worn. I wonder if you could send this to Tony Hawk for me. And I was like, oh, me? Like, uh, man, I, you know, I didn't want to break the kid's heart. I didn't want to just tell him, like, yeah, that's not how it works, kid. Like, this is, you know, you have to... Uh, <laughs> you have to do it the proper way. But his mom was in the backyard looking at me like, hey, you know, wink, wink, like, don't break my kid's heart, play along, you know. And his older brother was right there. And he said, you know, I taught him how to skate to begin with. And Cooper, uh, the kid who was asking me to ship the board, he was saying like, hey, you're really going to get it to Tony Hawk, right? So I have all this pressure, all these people looking at me, so <laughs> I couldn't let them down. I had to try something. At that point, I think I had 150,000 followers. And I said, you know what? They've been great. They're really positive. They're really nice to me. I have great followers. So I said, let me just put it out there. So I just put it out there in the universe and said, hey, if anybody knows Tony Hawk or knows some of his people or you know, if he hears this, hey, you got a little fan. And I just asked Tony to give him a shout out. I just was like, hey, Tony, if you hear this, this little boy is a real big fan. Just maybe give him a shout out or something like that. And then he, I had no idea that he was going to make me look that good and come through with the assist and just, you know, mail the kid a skateboard and all this stuff. It's just amazing. I mean, Tony Hawk is just, you know, not like other celebrities. He's a lot more down to earth. You know, he was just talking to me and texting to me, and he was like, yeah, I want to pay for all the shipping. I'll, I'll do everything. You know, I want to, you know, take care of the kid and all this. And I was just so happy I was able to just be there when he got the board and make lifelong friends with the family. Um, um, the parents are so cool. We've had them over our house. Uh, we went over their house for the 4th of July. Um, every time I stopped by uh, the house, if I have a delivery in the area, I'll just stop by and play with the kids. Yeah, I'm like an uncle to uh, these two kids <laughs> all of a sudden. It's great. It's great. And and I haven't heard really anything negative about the situation. It's just, it's just been fantastic. Yeah. And it's, you know, we talked about this other day, but you will, that kid will remember that always. You will always be someone that 
who connected him with someone that was a great hero to him. So, and you became that hero for him as well. You know, that's, that's just such a great story. And that's, that's what I like about you is it's just so genuine and you just really are willing to help people. So that's how I know that it's not, it's not fake. It's not false. You know, it's, it's something that genuinely comes from you. Yeah. You know what? I wish everybody felt that way. There's some people that think, you know, FedEx is like paying me to go out and do good in my community. And uh, I think that would be fantastic. I would love that job. I think that's a great idea. I've actually reached out to FedEx and asked them if I could do that. I said, hey, you know, if you want to just spread positivity and, you know, about your brand, and I would love to do this full time, just go out in the community and do good stuff for people and, and, and film it. And, you know, they shot me down. Uh, I don't think they really have people there that are kind of young and kind of hip to what a campaign like that could do for their image. I didn't really do it for that. You know, I just did it just because it was the right thing to do. I do, I do it because I want to make people smile. There's so much going on right now, Wes. I mean, obviously there's a pandemic. There's people arguing about politics, uh, racial injustice, all, all kind of stuff going on. So I was just happy that we're able to use social media in a positive way to connect with one another and make that kid's day. So that's what it's all about. And I figure, you know, with or without FedEx's help, you know, I'm gonna keep doing it. And because the reward is just seeing the look on people's faces. Yeah, well, you you definitely inspire people. So don't, I hope that, you know, we talk about, the other day I talked about it. I have a friend, Dave Connery, who is on TikTok as well. He's an artist, but he talked about this hater math thing where we give way too much weight to the hate and it seems like for every 200 positive comments, we have a negative one, right? And we we let that negative one own the situation when we've done so much good with those other 250 or the other, you know, there's more positive than negative. I hope that you don't ever let, let that get to you. And I know it's a process. I know it's not easy, but just, you know, there are people out there who really believe in you and you need to just try and think about that more than... I, I, I struggle with the same thing. So it's it's tough, man, but you're doing good and and I love it. I, I needed to hear that. Uh, I really did. It really means a lot to me that you would say that, Wes, because I do go through that. I had a video, I don't know if you've seen it, where I thought this lady's house was going to catch fire because she forgot to put out a cigarette on her porch and it was about to catch flames. There was a lot of smoke and I went and put it out with her garden hose. I was just driving by my delivery route and there were some people in the comments like, just shut up and deliver my package on time and stuff like that. I'm like... Like, come on, dude. Like, I'm, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to save the day here. Like, I can be a friendly neighborhood delivery guy and deliver your package. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know that I'm doing the right thing and that people really enjoy it and the people really appreciate it. Well, it's been great talking to you. We're going to, I'm going to do, so we do a last question and I talked to you a little bit about this the other day. First thing though we do here is we have a last question sponsor. So I'm going to run through that real quick. Um, Before we get to that though, can you tell us, I know you're on Instagram and you're on TikTok and is there anywhere else we can find you? You do have a YouTube channel. Do you have any places that you want to get people directed to? Um, I'll definitely put in the show notes and make sure that people can get there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, my Instagram is really just for my dog. So people, you don't, if you like, if you like dogs, you can follow me at Ruby Doobie. Really my, my TikTok fresh to death and my YouTube channel fresh to death. And that's fresh, the number two D E A F. 
and you can buy my book Rangul. It's on Amazon. It's a supernatural thriller. A lot of twists and turns. It's a page turner. It's a quick, easy read. You'll love it. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it, and I, I do respond when when you reach out to me. So if you want to talk to me about anything, you know, just message me, and uh, I'll get back to you. And that's the one thing that I will say about you is that. I have reached out to multiple people on TikTok. I've had quite, you know, I've probably had five or six guests. You by far have the most followers out of everyone. And you were just so quick to respond. Hey, let's do it. And I, I really appreciate that. Oh man. Are you kidding me? You, dude, your, your podcast is going to be bigger than Joe Rogan's. This thing, this, I mean, <laughs> this is great. I mean, just, it's so positive. I mean, yeah. you know, shaping success. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you couldn't pick a, a better topic, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. This is this is gonna be big. I'm just I'm glad to to know you because I just want you to remember me when you're famous, you know. So oh. <laughs> Yeah. We'll definitely get together, like you said, one time and have a beer because I think that'll be that'll be awesome. All right. Well we're gonna get to the last question here. Our last question and sponsor this episode is the Warriors Collection. The contract expired, but the oath didn't visit Warriors Collection at Warriors underscore collection underscore for some awesome gear. I wear some of these shirts and clothing sometimes. Uh, and if you would like to sponsor the last question, go to tvpbn.com slash channel slash SS to sponsor the last question. The person who donates the most money every week will be the last question sponsor. So Mikhail, it's been awesome having you on here. The last question is, uh, you know, success is different from everyone else. And I think you pretty much said this in that TikTok video I found you on. When it's all said and done, how, are you, how do you define your success? Success to me is, I can only speak for myself, Wes, but success to me is having a happy and healthy family and being able to take care of them without having to go out every day and do something that you hate. And the way you do that is to take risks and take chances and think outside the box and put yourself out there and to do things that might be outside of your comfort zone. I didn't realize that I was meant to entertain people until I was 40 years old and that's fine. I'm okay with that. And, uh, but I'm enjoying the success. And if I could give one little tidbit of advice to everyone is to don't put all your eggs in one basket as far as your hustle. I mean, I have, I make a little bit of money from a lot of different places. <laughs> so yeah. that way you'll never be broke. You know, I make a little bit of money from my book I make a little bit of money from my music. I make a little bit of money from TikTok, and then I have my normal job. So you never just want to just focus on one thing, you know, spread yourself out because you'll never know what you're good at until you try it. That's a great definition. And I think that it is, it's one of those things you have to throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see which one sticks first. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say, cause you've talked about your family a little bit and I haven't brought that up, but you have, you have a daughter and a wife that you're very proud of. Do you want to say anything to them or do you have anything to say about them? Oh, I, I love my family so much. Um, yeah, I've been married to my beautiful wife, Clarice for 15 years and uh, we have one child, my daughter, Victoria, she's in seventh grade doing the, doing the home digital learning right now. Interesting because she takes band and she's up there playing her trumpet, uh, on a zoom call with her band teacher, which his name is Mr. Tankersley as well, which is it's Ooh. twilight zone stuff. Wow. Um, 
So I don't know if you have a brother who's a band teacher in seventh grade. In not, not, Laverne, not in Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> but okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're great. They're great. Uh, my wife has a very flexible job. So she's been able to work from home and help my daughter with the transition of just working doing school from home so they're great they're upstairs uh giving me my space i'm in my man cave my wife's probably upstairs watching 90 day fiance um <laughs> but yeah they're they're really good well hey i appreciate you taking the time i know it's getting late over there um well i'm gonna try and have you on again because i think that you have a lot of good stuff to go and i know that in the future there's going to be more to come from you I, I feel like there might be another book there might be some really good stuff coming here so thank you for taking the time Oh, no, thank you, man. It was my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And if I do have anything new and big, you know, you're going to be the first person uh, I I call. That's awesome. Well, hey, everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is the end of the show. If you can do me a favor, like I said in the beginning, if you are watching this on Facebook Live, please share the video. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please give it a five-star review and a great rating. Um, I want to thank my sponsors, Aggressive Marketing Solutions and TVBBN. Until next time, I want to challenge you to find a shape of your success.